0: Hey, go ahead and stretch out and uh, feel your contact with the floor. Feel how you're resting. Feel that contact of your two heels, the weight of your heels on the left and the right. Are they symmetrical? Are they different? And then sense the contact of your calves. Space behind your knees. The contact of your buttocks. The space behind your low back. And your upper back, what's the quality of how it rests on the floor? Is it resting on the floor? Is it pressing into the floor? Is it maybe it's invisible, more numb than something you feel? Can you locate in that your shoulder blades, your left shoulder blade and your right shoulder blade? And the shoulder blade's like a triangle. It's got that ridge across the top, the spine of the shoulder blade, and then the point at the bottom. And you might feel that very distinctly on one side or the other. You might feel the point at the bottom pressing into the floor. You might feel the internal border pressing into the floor. You might feel the spine, they call it, the spine and the shoulder blade at the top. And if you want to just reach across and slide one hand other to feel some of these landmarks and just to check for yourself. From your external sense, can you feel these different parts of your shoulder blade with your hands? And just do this lightly. It's just kind of a landmarking it for yourself, reminding yourself, aha, here's this, here's that. And then go back to just sensing yourself on the floor and feel in this more passive way. What's your sense of how your shoulder blades rest? The left and the right. And then trace out for yourself the space, that whole area between your left ear and your left shoulder, the line of your left shoulder, the left side of your neck, the left side of your head, your left ear. Maybe draw a line from your left ear and your mind's eye to your, the outside of your left shoulder. And just kind of measure and get a sense of the shape and size of that space, the left side of your neck, your left ear, your left shoulder. And then look for the same thing on the right side. What's the distance between your right ear and the tip of your right shoulder? Follow along the line of your right shoulder, along the side, right side of your neck. Back to your right ear, the line from your right ear to your right shoulder. So just get a really good... Feeling or image inside of how the space is on the right side of your head, between your ear and your shoulder, and the left side of your head between your ear and your shoulder. How symmetrical are they? Are they very different? And now come back to your heels resting on the floor. Feel the contact of your heels with the floor. And begin to um, take your forefeet towards yourselves and away from yourselves very slowly, but keeping your heels planted in that same place on the floor. So it's like you're anchored to the floor where your heels are, and any movement you make in your foot and in your ankle is going to pull your legs down, push your legs up, and that's gonna push your pelvis and then your spine and pull your pelvis and your spine. It might not be easy or obvious when you start. Take, give yourself a lot of time to feel this, and you might not feel it by making it really big. If you make it really big, then everything just blocks up, but start in that kind of a neutral place with your feet somewhat. You know, as though they were going to stand on the wall beneath you. And uh, plant your heels. And then just gently wave your feet towards yourself and a little away from yourself. And it sets up a kind of a rocking, a push and a pull of your legs. A push and a pull of your legs. And you feel as you do that, your pelvis pushes and pulls. Maybe it pushes straight up. Maybe it rolls a little bit. Your back might change contact with the floor. Your head, does it go all the way to your head? Does your chin nod? Is your head able to roll on the floor and your chin nod a little bit? Pulling and pushing very easily from your heels. There's a lot of potential in this. This can do some amazing things for you. Totally reorganize your back. We're going to spend some time with this idea. Slowly. Until you really find a kind of a connected feeling. So you're feeling it within an easy range. And check your eyes and check your jaws. Those things can be putting the brakes on your um, on the push from your legs, from your spine. So let your eyes be soft and drop back into your head and rest. Let your jaw and your tongue do nothing. And when you find the connection, can you let it get smaller and faster a little bit, just so you're a little more kind of jiggling yourself. Jiggle, jiggle, try that. And then slow it down again. And now put your arms alongside of you so that your palms are down. And can you help with your hands? So can you use your hands to also very lightly push up in the direction of your head so that as you wave your feet slowly and using your heels anchored in the floor, you can go back to doing it slowly, you also very slightly push with your hands and feel how that can help flatten your back and take the impulse up towards your head so you get taller. Maybe the back of your head slides, maybe it rocks. Is there some way that you can feel, and this might take a while to feel, it might be obvious immediately to you or it might take a while to feel how What you're doing with your heels and waving your feet with your heels and that purchase you get on the floor with your hands all contributes to making you taller. And you can try your arms a little further out or closer to you or your elbows out or your elbows almost up off the ground or your elbows in or your elbows in different different configurations. Try different opportunities, different ways. Until you find, it's kind of, you're finding your own skeleton here, you're finding your own connection, where you feel the force kind of goes through and contributes. And when you find it, if you find it, you can speed it up a little to a more jiggly version. Take your time, take rests when you need to. And if you found it, can you do it primarily from your hands? So can you kind of wave your feet from your hands? Can your hands take over the main work of making you taller, lengthening your spine, and thereby pulling your forefeet up? Is that possible? Play with that. Try that. And if it's not, then help with your heels again. Do it with your heels without your hands. Try it again a few times with your heels without your hands and see if it's getting clearer. And then you can try again your hands with your heels being passive, your feet being passive. And then leave that and take a rest. your shoulder blades resting differently on the floor? And now what about doing that same thing but just with your right leg and your right heel? Can you just do your right leg slowly? Start slowly. Fold your foot towards yourself and away from yourself with the heel planted. And now you have to do something different on the left side and the right side. And it might be surprisingly difficult to leave your left foot quiet. I see some left feet going along for the ride. Start with the foot and what what is it? What's happening? What's the what's the differentiation between your left and right sides? What's happening on the one side and not on the other? Does your head go anywhere at the end of it? And go ahead and help with your right hand. See with your right hand what sort of strange movement of the spine or possibility for shifting here and there or... I want to say deformation of the back, but I want a better word than that. I mean, your whole back and chest and everything adapts to pass the forces through. It's a deformation in a good way, yes? Using your right hand to help and then doing it without your hand again, just from your heel. <coughs> and what is it? Is it a compression on one side? Is it lengthening? Is it twisting? Is it What's happening? You just have to feel it because it's probably not describable. and then leave that and rest and extend your right arm now on the floor above your head alongside and above your head so Lift your right arm and rest it on the floor, pointing straight up towards the wall over your head and see how well your arm rests on the floor. You might want to get some things out of the way and get yourself away from the wall so that there's room for your arm to lay as fully extended as is comfortable and um, with, uh, some, with some um, room to spare for what we're going to do next. And there's nothing wrong with using a few cushions to bring up the level of the floor to where your arm is comfortable sitting, if that is something that makes Mm -hmm. a difference to how. Just find, make the floor match where your arm is willing to go, if you want to do that. And uh, with your legs long again, if you can, once again with your right foot, bring your foot towards you, plant the heel and bring your forefoot towards you in a way and do this uh, rocking, do this sort of skewering of your spine up your chest from your foot. And does it reach your arm? Does your, can you feel your fingers sliding along the floor? And if not, why not? So it might not be happening. First go, there might be something that compresses and takes up everything on the way. And the, instead of the movement transferring through, it gets all kind of stored up somewhere in your ribs or in your shoulder or in your neck or something. So as you bring your forefoot up and towards you and that whole side pushes up, your fingers, back of your knuckles would slide up on the floor. And as you take your forefoot away and it pulls down and it pulls your leg down and it pulls your right hip down, can it pull your right arm also and shorten your right arm? And look for it. It might not be obvious at first, so give yourself time. You can even try creating it artificially a few times. Deliberately lengthen your hand as you wave your foot up. Lengthen your foot away. Shorten your foot towards yourself. The heel planted gives you the push up. Your body and your arm can get longer as you push up, shorter as you pull down. And you feel how your back and your ribs in the back in particular move into the floor differently as you do that. And then leave that and just very slowly bring your arm down alongside you. It's uh, a lot more can change than you might think. In doing that, so be slow about bringing your arm down and resting it alongside you. And compare how you feel, your left and right sides. That space between your left ear and shoulder and your right ear and shoulder. Compare those two sides. And now with all this attention on your right side, roll to your sides and come up to sit and come up to stand. kind of abstract, isn't it? How you're organized. Feel how you seem to be taking up space or supporting your weight. How your arm is hanging on your left and on your right. Shift your weight and feel your balance on your left and on your right. What we were doing on the floor is really giving ourselves a tiny, minimal, low-pressure experience of standing on our feet. It's that impulse of the force coming up. This wasn't our full body weight. It was just a few inches of movement of the foot, just a little bit of movement of the ankle. So you're clarifying standing while you are lying on the floor. See how you feel that now? And you might think we did all that so that we could go now and do the other side, but we're just going to keep on making the right side feel really different. So get back down on the floor. (laughs) Go back down to the floor. And now roll over onto your stomach. Roll over onto your stomach. And plant your hands with your elbows over your hands as though you were going to do a push-up, which you're not going to do, but go ahead and stand your elbows over your wrists, over your hands. And bend your toes under, and just kind of do that a few times. Just get used to finding out how how well you can bend your toes under, where your toes come to. As you go to bend them under, you might want um, something under your forehead because the mat will leave little... Marks, I don't care. You know, it's fine with me if you have little marks in your forehead and they'll be temporary and they'll go away very quickly, but you might find it weird. So whatever if you need to get a some cushion under it. Just don't put so much under that you're craning your neck or anything. Keep a fairly neutral line for your spine. And just a few times like bend your toes under and then lengthen your feet again so you get a little used to you just see what's realistic for you in terms of bending your toes under. You might Have the pads of your feet under. You might get the balls of your feet on the ground somewhere in between. Any of that's good. Have your legs a comfortable, reasonable distance apart. And now with your toes planted under, begin to push a little with your toes so that you lift your knees from the ground. Your knees come off the ground. And you'll see as you do that, um, most likely you'll also start to shift your weight up in the direction of your head. Not necessarily. You might lengthen your heels away when you lift your knees from the ground, in which case you won't launch yourself forward. But start to think that way now. Start to think as you push. Push with your feet lightly, easily, so that your knees come off the ground. And what that does is launch the weight forwards. And where does it launch forwards to? How does your chest flatten against the ground in the front? And how does your head get taller coming at it from this angle? And how do those arms planted, your hands planted, how can that help kind of launch you forwards onto your more onto your upper chest? So maybe when you come back to the starting position, the weight might feel like it's more in your belly. And then as you push with your feet, your chest flattens onto the floor. And the weight shifts more and more towards your upper chest. And go very gently with this and very slowly. You could actually, this is all this upper chest area, and the ribs in general are so um, in their habits for us that this can be a surprisingly potent way to just unglue them, kind of like. Feldenkrais's image for this and his teaching, he always sometimes has some graphic images. I don't know if they help or not. It's like taking a Gillette blade and going between all of your ribs and freeing all of your ribs from their habits so that they're now much more able to soften and move individually. Just slowly push with your feet. And then your hands, are they helping a little? Is there a little... Assistance you can get from your hands to launch yourself forwards. (coughs) Does your upper back, does your upper chest lift away from the floor when you do that? Or does it flatten more into the floor when you do that? And then leave that and take a rest. You can stay on your stomach, turn your head however you like. If you need to rest on your side, you can rest in another position. And then turn your face to look right. And lengthen your right arm alongside your head, reaching overhead, resting on the floor. And if you're so close that your fingers are touching the wall, then come away from the wall so you've got some spare room. You only need an inch or something. It's fine. It doesn't need to be much. Plant your right foot under. Plant the toes of your right foot. And now... Give yourself that impulse, that skewering up your spine from your right foot. So you lift your right knee away and have your nice, now asymmetrical impulse, asymmetrical taste of gravity that you're standing on. You can imagine the floor is right underneath your foot, and this is the experience of you taking some weight on that foot. And can it lengthen your right the fingers of your right hand on the floor just a little bit and then they come back when you come back or does it all get absorbed does that force from the floor all get absorbed and kind of stored up somewhere in between your shoulder between your shoulder blades does your do your ribs just shorten on the side is that all that happens or can it actually pass through like it's kind of a spring passing the force through to lengthen and even through this Area of your shoulder that might be carrying a lot of stuff. Can it get through all that? Just follow the skeleton to lengthen your fingers and shorten your fingers as you come back down. And you play with for yourself what's the right position for your arm to be in. It might have to be for your own comfort, given your own shoulder issues or something, neck issues, in a different position. If you're hitting your fingers against the wall, go ahead and move again. And how's your head moving along the floor? Is it sort of sliding along the floor? Is it a little bit rocking? What's what's happening in your upper chest and in your neck with those forces from your foot and how are they able to... Absorb them and pass them along. And then leave that, and very slowly again bring your arm down very slowly. And roll onto your back and take a rest on your back. And compare how your left and right sides feel. How is your left side resting in the right side and what's the space like now between your left ear and shoulder and right ear and shoulder? And once again plant put your arms alongside your palms down and plant your right heel and wave slowly your lower foot so that you Create this impulse up the right side of your body. Use your right hand and feel what that's like now. Feel how clear the force passing through your skeleton, which is purely mechanic-speak is what's happening. And then let's do something different with our right hand and our right foot. So as you wave your right foot up and push up along your right side, pull down a little with your right hand so that you're shortening your whole right side. So you're doing these things opposite. And then as you take your forefoot away and lengthen and pull down your right side, push with your hands so that you, your shoulder moves up rather than down. And you are feel what you're doing. You're alternately shortening and lengthening the whole side. You're doing these opposite. You're not lengthening the whole side all at once, but you're Pulling your hip and your shoulder together and then pushing them, pulling them apart, pushing them together. Do this opposite thing with your foot and your hand. Every time you do that, there's some refinement. There's some sense that maybe you shorten just in one place or just in a couple of ribs, but the next time you do it, you feel that the ribs next to it can also move together and apart, or there's a whole other three ribs right under your shoulder or right at your waist or somewhere. There's something somewhere where you could distribute the consequences of what your foot and hand are doing. You could distribute them more easily. You could distribute them more evenly. the places that are moving like a block and see if you can introduce some differentiation into them. And then a really interesting thing to do in Feldenkrais is when you find the part that's moving together as a block, you can try, okay, I'll introduce some differentiation. And then... Those things don't always happen when we ask for them. So then you can go, okay, well, let me just do what I'm really doing. I'm going to really do what I'm doing. I'm going to very deliberately move that whole section together as a block. And once you deliberately really own moving that whole section as a block, then all sorts of new things can happen. And then again, do these things together so that you're pushing up, making yourself taller, both from your heel and from your hand. And you're pulling down, making yourself shorter, both from your hand and your heel. So your whole right side is advancing and getting taller, and then pulling down and away, getting shorter. Using your hand together with your heel now. That's good. Leave that. Take a rest. And now bend your right knee and stand your right foot. And bring your right hand now to that space between your right ear and your right shoulder. Place your palm on the floor with your fingers sort of pointing down towards your feet and your elbow in the air. And I'm happy to say that three more times. (laughs) I'm sure it's not clear. So your right hand now, take your right arm, the same arm as your leg, and... If you go to put your palm on the floor between your ear and your shoulder, which direction is your palm facing? Are your fingers... It might even be hard to feel because it's kind of a very unfamiliar place to feel yourself. Are your fingers pointing up towards over your head or are your fingers pointing down towards your feet? Are they pointing sideways a little bit with the palm on the floor? And if your palm can't quite... If the heel of your palm can't get to the floor, use some of the cushions so that you can get a little sense of contact, right? You can just... I do it like that, and then they don't have to stay folded. Yeah. Right, good. Yeah, and play a little bit with your elbow. And take your other hand maybe and move your elbow a little bit here and there till you start to feel like your elbow's really standing over your hand the way that your knee is standing over your foot, of course. Look for it. Kind of go back and forth. And then when you feel you have it, start now to push with your right foot. And with your right hand and roll your whole body towards the left and then come down again. Just slowly peel your right hip off the floor. Peel your right shoulder off the floor. You can have your left arm out to the side far enough that it's not getting in your way. You don't feel like you're going to roll over your arm. Putting the brakes on. Slowly, easily. And the more times you do this, the more you'll realize, oh, yes, okay, my elbow is standing over my hand. I can really use... A force from the floor roll the whole body to the right left sorry to the left and think about whether you can do it keeping your right knee over your right foot so maybe don't change your position but concentrate on your leg you don't don't roll your shoulders now just roll from your pelvis and just push with your right foot and roll your pelvis to the left and can you do that Keeping your right knee over your right heel. So your whole, your pelvis is going to, your hips in the front are going to open in a different way than if you let your knee tilt, right? And you're still going to have this very, very solid, secure support from the floor as you roll your pelvis to the left and then come back down. And then when you've got that more clear, your elbow staying, your knee staying over your foot, add in the shoulders again so you push easily, lightly. You only have to push as hard as you make yourself push to roll yourself. So the more willing you are to roll, the less hard you have to push. And of course, saying it doesn't make it so because you might be making it hard to roll in ways that you don't know why or how you're doing it. So that's fine. Don't don't uh, worry about it too much, but just start to think Instead of pushing harder, how can I make it so that my push actually doesn't have to be very hard at all because I'm willing to roll? Now it's really interesting. Pay attention to the timing. Can your shoulder and your hip leave the ground at the same time and then return to the ground at the same time and go approximately the same distance? Try that. Might first feel, well, what are you doing? Your hip might be lifting faster and farther and first, or your shoulder might be. It's less likely. And then um, let the hip, whichever is moving less, do less so that it matches what your shoulder's doing. let's all take a rest. Realize for some of you this is the first time we've done this. Uh, this is a, actually it's interesting. It's a very, does, what does it remind you of? What do you feel like you're doing? Bridge. A bridge. It's like a half bridge. So it's an accessible bridge for those of us who haven't done bridges since we were 12 years old or something. Put your hand alongside your head and bend your right foot, right leg and stand your right foot. And now alternate. So do it a few times so that your shoulder's leading the way. Your shoulder rolls first and lifts first. And then your pelvis follows. And then your pelvis goes back to the ground first. And your shoulder comes back to the ground last. And then switch that, do it from your pelvis first and your shoulder follows. Then your shoulder can go back first and your pelvis can follow. And as you do that, can you think of what are you doing with your head? Are you fixed with your eyes on the ceiling? Does your head roll? Think about what it would take for the back of your head to go underneath that bridge that your arm is making. Could the back of your head drop back and go underneath that bridge that your arm is taking? And go gentle with that, go easy with that, and pay attention to finding the return path without straining your neck. And does your head lead coming back or does it follow? back of your head slides under that arm and you actually look up towards the wall over your head And then a few times make a smaller movement without so much traveling for your head. Make a smaller movement. Lift your pelvis. Lift the right side of your pelvis, the right shoulders. And then drop them back to the floor. And see if they can drop back to the floor to arrive simultaneously. Can you drop back to the floor so that your shoulder and your pelvis arrive back there at the same time? and then leave that and stretch out and take a rest and just like at the beginning hook your heels into the ground and with both feet wave your feet slowly towards you And away from you and feel now how how this is passing up through you. How your spine is lengthening. Where in your back, which ribs are flattening onto the floor. Widening in your chest, perhaps. Lengthening in your neck. Are there more parts of that sort of transit that are clear and mobile and passing the force right on through? Can you speed it up a little, oscillate it? Maybe your chest can just kind of be like jello pudding and oscillate. Don't sweat it if you don't. I Remember the last day of our Feldenkrais training? He did one of these, and we were all supposed to feel these oscillations. And I was like, "Damn it! Eight months over four years, and I don't feel like jello." <laughs> Everyone else here must feel like jello. I don't. It took me a few more years. Great. Okay, I'll leave that. And then, whenever you're ready, you can take your time, and you can come up to stand. And you might feel very asymmetrical with this lesson, and. Mm-hmm. Give yourself time to feel that and to walk around and maybe it will start to even out as you walk. You might want to walk around a while and have it even out before you get behind the wheels of your car. I don't know.